Hey everyone, this is Darren, also known as Bombadil, and this is No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 163. Today we sit down with Russ Bullock, president, and Paul Inouye, lead designer at Piranha Games, and we chat about the upcoming MechCon 2017, which is sold out as of today. We're very much looking forward to meeting as many of you as we can, but if you're not able to attend, be sure to tune into the entire event being live-streamed on twitch.tv forward slash Piranha Games starting at noon Pacific on Saturday, December 9th. And GNG is sponsored by Nick's Jerky, a small batch artisan jerky, barbecue bourbon, brown sugar, chipotle lime, cracked pepper, and garlic. Do those sound good? They are. Those are just a few of the varieties available at nixjerky.com. Enter the code NGNG at checkout and receive 5% off your order today. That's nixjerky, N-I-K-S, jerky.com. And now, lights are green across the board, launching NGNG number 163. And now for something completely different. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 163. We're your host, Darren and Phil. Today is Friday, December 1st, 2017. How are you doing, Mama Bear? It's been a while. Uh, it has been a few weeks since we did our last podcast. Of course, that was uh, with John regarding the recent map that was added. Very good podcast. And uh, I'm excited about tonight. It's been obviously hectic for the last uh, weeks, months, depends on who you talk to and who's involved in what aspect of what is coming up next week, just a week from tomorrow, MechCon 2017. So that's what the topic of tonight's podcast is about. And I'm excited. How are you feeling, Phil? I'm doing well, man. I'm pretty stoked. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, lots of plans to be uh, kicking off, uh, well, next week. Um, yeah, we've been, we've been slammed with some, some pretty hype material this past week. Uh, yeah, a lot of press and and, video. Yeah. And then not to mention, I just get to meet so many of you guys that I haven't met before. So I'm super stoked. The VIPs, uh, and a lot of you, uh, guys out there. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, can, can we start it to like tomorrow? Like, would that be okay? Uh, But I will say this, did, did Darren did I make the right call in, in telling John that I thought Rubelite Oasis is one of the best maps in the game? You did make know. the right call. I, yeah, did, it's, I think it's been I a super fun map, right? I don't know. Yeah, plays very different from a lot of the other maps, so it's been uh, a nice mix in there. And I've seen some crazy gameplay, you know, with the, the surprise drops down from above, you know, and basically death from above. Yeah, um, a lot of good stuff, including uh, watching you guys uh, stream it the other night. But anyway, let's get into this. Um, as I mentioned before, guys, this is going to be mostly about MechCon. We have two guests here tonight, and I want to welcome both Russ Bullock, president of Piranha Games, as well as Paul Inouye, uh, lead designer. Of course, uh, they both work on MechWarrior Online, what we're going to talk a lot about tonight, but also uh, what's been in the press a lot this last week, uh, especially people are talking about that video, new game footage. Uh, Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. So we've got two games to talk with, uh, talk about now when we talk uh, to Russ and and the guys. So it's kind of exciting. Russ and Paul, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, great. It's been way too long. I wish you guys would have invited me sooner. I would kept waiting and waiting for an invitation, but just kept I sitting guess, by your phone. Uh, yep. But better late than never. You're glad to be here. Cool. How about you, Paul? How are you doing? Are you awake? Losing hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that uh, the story of our lives? I don't know. That's definitely the story Pretty of my much, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you both for being here. Uh, obviously, we're going to see you next week, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we, we tend to do that once a year. 
um, around this time, and it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting to be up there. I know you guys are probably mentally and and probably physically exhausted. Paul Paul needs to be physically ready because I'm going to hug him again. And (laughs) don't get this going. He's he's always like, "Why, why, why do you guys have to hug? Like, why do you, why do you have to do it?" We had this discussion on the Masters Challenge the other night, but uh, yeah, he won't be manning the hugging booth like I thought. That I was misinformed, so uh, don't get your hopes up on that. But anyway, as I was saying, are you guys? exhausted or do you have energy how how are you a week before metcon i think for me the energy is <clears throat> starting to pick up now you know i was uh been going pretty hard on uh getting everything ready that's both mwo and MechWarrior 5 uh lots going on for both it's been a crunch for a while but um i think it was just today when i really started to feel the energy pick up i mean Essentially, there's some things we can get into, but um, the show is going to be great. I mean, we, uh, we're we almost out of tickets, so let's, I guess we can kind of start there. Um, it was been kind of like feeling this the last couple of weeks, and then I was talking to Chris Powell earlier today, and he's like, look, man, the, uh, the hotel's like starting to freak out. Like they think this is, you know, they're going to have to. Like it's going to be too full and it's going to get, you know, we're going to have to like cut this off. And then he had a conversation with them and he kind of like talked him into letting us, you know, fit a few more in. So um, as of now, uh, we're almost sold out. So there's like probably less than 30 tickets available unless we make a few more available that have reserved for some uh, special guests. So it's nearly sold out. So I guess that's really exciting. But also I just want to put that out there so everyone can if you're on the fence, especially if you're in the vicinity of Vancouver or somewhere close by and you can get up here and you've been thinking about it, um, you should probably jump all over that. No doubt. I saw a little bit of that conversation going on um, with Chris uh, in regards to the concern for the amount of people. So that's awesome. I love the fact that uh, we're concerning the hotel with how many people are going to show up. Mech Warrior fans. Um, I am getting word that my mic is a little low. Uh, guys in chat, let me know if that's true, and, and I can turn myself it's up. Just a little, it's just a little soft. Just a little soft? I thought it was on my end. Like, I'm over here, like, doing, like, MacGyver stuff, and I was like, there's nothing I could do. We're maxed out. Is that better? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not too much. I don't, I don't want to clip. Yeah. You, you, You're clipping a bit, yeah. there, I think. Yeah. So, guys, right. I just, like, point out, it wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was me. Let me know if I need to change anything. But anyway... Yeah, we're excited about MechCon. It's a week away, and I've been obviously working with a lot of the uh, the VIPs, and boy, what a list we have this year. Last year, we had a few VIPs. Um, this year, it is quite the list. In fact, why don't I just go over that list real quick? Uh, one of the gentlemen, the first one on the list is actually in chat right now. Hey, hey George. George Duncan Fisher Ledoux will be there just like he was last year. Um, but this year, we've got coming over from across the pond, basically, two for the first time as far as VIPs. Uh, two gentlemen, um, some of you know him as Baradul, or some of you know him as uh, Molten Metal from YouTube. Uh, we've got Loken Plays, Haven Kendrick, RJ Bay, Star Wolf, BB Wolf, Bearclaw, Father Bill, Banlish, Nutty Rat, Kaniyashi, a crazy hippie, and there's actually a few more as well. So quite a list. We're going to have uh, major attendance uh, from, the, from the VIPs, some streamers and YouTubers. Definitely looking forward to that. I mean, I, I think I saw a question there. Someone's asking, if the, isn't this hotel bigger? I mean, yeah, essentially this represents about, eh, it's about 50% bigger show than last year. 
people wise. So that's really cool. I mean, that's a, I think that's a nice, you know, one year growth for the show. So, I mean, tell you the truth. I mean, I'll just, I'll be honest with you. Like we were doing our, um, you know, planning for Metcon. I was, I wasn't necessarily in a mindset of thinking that the show was going to grow. I mean, we initially started planning. That was the plan. Like, Hey, it's going to grow this year. We're going to make it bigger. Um, but at some points I was thinking, you know what it is, it might just be what it is. Meaning like the same as last year, that'd be fine. That was a great crowd. It was still really awesome. Maybe that's just what it is. But, um, you know, it, it kind of exceeded my expectations and like probably a 50% growth. Um, so I don't know if we can maintain that year over year, but I guess now I'm kind of all caught up in it and thinking, okay, great. You know, we can, maybe we can even be bigger next year, but, uh, um, anyhow, this will, this is filling up this venue and it is about probably close to 50% bigger than last year. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't wait. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And so speaking of that, you, uh, um, yeah, it is December 9th. That's a week from tomorrow at the Pinnacle Hotel, Harbor Front in downtown Vancouver. How close is that to the office? A little bit of a walk. Crickets. It's I'm sorry. About... Was that a question for me? I didn't catch it. <laughs> it's about seven blocks away. It it's from, maybe a ten-minute walk tops. Okay, so it's not too far. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you know, okay, anyone that was there last year, if you know Vancouver at all, uh, we're over in the Gastown area, and this is more in what's called the Coal Harbor kind of financial district. It's 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 beautiful. I mean, it's right on the waterfront in Coal Harbor, um, next to the marina and the you know Canada Place and the Vancouver Convention Center. Uh, there's a great green space along the the seawall and on the water there and stuff. So the view out the window is gorgeous. You can see Coal Harbor and the and the ocean view. So um, yeah, I would say it's maybe um, fifteen, um, ten to fifteen from our office. But if you're on the main Granville Street walk, you're you know seven or eight minutes. Right on. Yeah, I just posted a link in chat. It's mechwarrior.com forward slash mechon. You can get all the information about mechon there, uh, including the hotel, and you can go to the hotel and check out pictures. It is beautiful, and I can't wait to see it dressed uh, dressed up basically as Mech Warrior. Um, it's going to be cool. So let's move on into mechon and what we might expect to see there and uh, get to experience. Um, of course, this is going to be happening on Saturday. It goes from, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's noon to 11 p.m. Does that sound right? I think it goes to midnight. Noon well, to midnight. I, yeah, I mean, I, I know we'll be going to midnight for sure. But uh, yeah, so so yeah, 12 hour sounds right. That's what we did last year. Um, the whole, entire event will be streamed um, on Piranha Games. So twitch.tv forward slash Piranha Games. Uh, be sure to hang out. We had thousands of people watching last year. I'm sure it'll be the same this year. I think we're working with Twitch as well to get some more exposure. Um, so that's going to Darren, be... Uh, one, one question yes. for you. Will mm -hmm. there be better music? <laughs> there, Yes. As a matter of fact, there will be. Um, that was definitely on Matt's list of uh, things to work on. So for the stream, there will be better music and as well as in-house. Basically, we've been doing... Uh these Metcon meetings since when like January and we pretty much just got into the new year and said okay and like weekly Metcon meetings for almost 12 months yeah yeah yep so a lot of the issues or or things that uh you know could be improved from last year are being improved there's a lot of uh you know 
the meetings have been going on for a very long time and I was privy to some of them. And so, yeah, a, a lot of things uh, were discussed and um, it's going to be exciting. Like, I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I can't believe it's only a week away. Um, but anyway, so the first thing, well, you know what, before we ju- jump into, no, I rescind that. I'll talk about this stuff at the end. Let's talk about MWO first. So MWO at Metcon, Russ, can, what can you tell me about uh, that we can expect to see there in regards to MWO? Okay, well, first off, um, as far as MWO goes, or, you know, if I may, mm-hmm. Darren, I'm going to just, let's maybe back up just a step because it feels Absolutely. like we've jumped into, uh, I guess, one of the products there. But, I mean, let's just remind everybody of all the players that are going to be there. I mean, obviously, Piranha Games is there with MWO and MechWarrior 5. Um, and then, of course, we have Catalyst Games again. And we have Hairbrain Schemes will be there with uh, Battletech. And so then I guess talking about, uh, I guess let's quickly go over the, the Catalyst and Hairbrain sections just because they're not here. So that's a pretty quick Surely. conversation. Um, as I understand it, and Phil and Darren, you've been in, on, in a lot of the Metcon meetings or probably more of the individual Metcon meetings than I've been in. So um, correct me where I'm wrong, but... Catalyst will be very much like last year, but I think um, we've tried to give them a a bigger um, area to work with. So, I mean, how do you, first off, yeah, tell me about Catalyst if there's there's more to it that the guys would be interested in hearing. No, I think it's you know it'll be a tabletop uh, exhibition like they did last year. Um, they'll have a lot of their map pieces and the miniatures and um, the 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 staff there to help you with if you're wanting to get into tabletop or getting back into it or whatever. Um, it was a very popular area last year. Uh, obviously, that's the roots of all the video games that everybody else is working on is the tabletop. Uh, it's what got me into the franchise 34 years ago. So the the you know Catalyst and and Randall and the whole gang. Uh, it's awesome that they're there, and uh, like you mentioned, with with Catalyst being involved uh, and Hairbrain Schemes and Piranha with uh, the, your products, it's the best time I think in history to be a BattleTech and oh, it's fantastic, fan. man! Yeah, last year was good. last year was just awesome, just to walk around and you know, yeah, yeah it was. So Catalyst will be cool. doing a, a lot of what they were doing last year, um, but I do think that they were giving more space, and and uh, and hopefully there'll be you know. Uh, more capabilities for people to get involved with Catalyst. Hairbrain Schemes, do you want to talk about them? Yeah, so I'll tell you what I know. Um, they've asked us, like, so first off, uh, all the PCs that we'll be using for um, the MWO tournament, uh, MechWarrior 5 playable, and also for Hairbrain Schemes are being provided by NVIDIA, which has been great to supply us with top-notch demo machines. And all we know for sure is that Harabane has asked us if we could get 10 of those machines for them. And they have a large area. And my understanding is that they're going to have both uh, multiplayer and single player of their game. They also, I think, as everyone here knows, is that their release schedule is now shifted into early 2018, the last I heard. So I think from, and this isn't uh, directly from Harabane telling me, this is just my perception, is that we... uh, it sounds like we're going to have a fairly close to a final, you know, uh, biotech uh, game from Hairbrain. So that's pretty cool. That's that was kind of a, a benefit or a bonus to our show. You know, when they delayed their game, I wasn't sad. I was like, awesome. You know, we're going to have a, 
even more meaningful harebrained presence at metcon so that's that's worked out well and uh they're gonna have i think the majority of the machines are gonna be on multiplayer which makes sense because a single player campaign could take a good amount of time but there will be a couple machines set aside for uh their single player as well so yeah that's all i really know about the harebrained area but they're i think they have a stage moment as well of course to talk about their game and uh um, a pretty significant presence, uh, and probably bigger than you know than they had last year. Everything's just bigger, Darren. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. Um, you'd almost think it was American. Well, it, I guess it is North <laughs> American. Um, so now you got to imagine people out there that weren't there last year. First of all, this is a bigger venue. So, but if you walk in the doors, you've again. I just want to reiterate, as a BattleTech MechWarrior fan, you walk in, you see the you know, the catalyst area with all the tabletop stuff. I'm lucky. I love every aspect of Battletech MechWarrior, whether it's games and novels or video games, whatever. Um, so there's just so much to love. You see Catalyst over there with their whole huge section. You see Hairbrain Schemes with all their banks of computers set up to do, uh, you know, multiplayer and, and, and I guess some of the single player, which I didn't know about, which would be awesome too. But you've got, you know, Mitch and uh, Jordan uh, behind Hairbrain and then you've got, PGI with MWO and MechWarrior 5. I mean, it's just insane. You've got all the players there, people from the community. I couldn't believe how many people came up last year saying, hey, I'm so-and-so from Twitch. And, you you know, he placed names with faces and all the, you know, the staff at all the companies and uh, the VIPs that we have coming from every, you know, continent, <laughs> you know, just from everywhere. It's amazing. It's like I said, and I'm, you're going to hear again from stage at MechCon, it is the best time to be a MechWarrior and Battletech fan and I'm so excited for all of you that are coming. And for those that you can't, again, I want to reiterate, watch us on Twitch. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, you're going to have a great view of all the action that's going on. So uh, be sure to tune into that, twitch.tv forward slash Piranha Games. And with that, but too, yeah. um, uh, just to sort of point out, Catalyst last year had a few items that were, you know, coming out soon. And, you know, pamphlets and stuff like that, too. So I'm sure they'll have any updated materials questions about it as well and i think some of the a lot of the people played the first battle tech game and experience there um and they had the quick rules uh as well and then also too just from the um hbs side of things we actually just had an update recently if you haven't updated your steam client um it's no longer the secret beta multiplayer thing it's official multiplayer backer beta is live i just dropped a link in chat if you haven't updated your steam client uh maybe check it out and uh play a few rounds or whatever but um i haven't been able to get to it with darren yet because uh, my gaming rig's not up in it but uh soon and we'll let you guys know how, what we think about it yep we'll get back to it but that is uh that's catalyst and harebrain schemes and that's going to be a lot of stuff for you to see to experience to try out yourself people to talk to um it's going to be a lot of good uh, Good fun, and I'm really glad. Pace that, yourself. Uh, pace That's yourself all I gotta is right. say is pace yourself, and I mean that not just from like a drinking or whatever, but just, it's a long <laughs> day. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Some people more than others. Don't be the rookie. Um, but uh, just you know, make sure you get a good good rest, and uh, yeah, pace yourself. Drink drink lots of water, etc. But now let's talk about. Can we get back to MechWarrior Online, Russ? Are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So. Okay. So, well, one thing I mentioned earlier, we just had the podcast uh, with John um, and, and the new map. Um, can we talk about another new map? Would now be an okay time to do that? Yeah. So we decided to make a map focused on just like people want to see just a perfectly flat environment as far as the eye can see with nothing but pebbles. It's, 
So we decided to approach that as best we can. <laughs> okay. So it's a city map. <clears throat> Everybody wants and to have a city buildings. map. And uh, John is working on it. And uh, he's, um, well, he's the guy that just made the, the last one. Oh, him and Dennis yeah. need all the credit. Uh, um, mostly we can give credit to John for the layout. Absolutely. And then Dennis helped him significantly with, uh, you know, the arting up and finishing it. So uh, I'm really happy to see that that was well received and, uh, that was, you know, that's really a good sign. And, uh, John now is, it's, they, well, I mean, the squirrels and various people have played, a, a gray block of the city map already. And, uh, they've been working on, the art for it so it's you know it's fairly far along but like we knew it would be it's a shitload of work uh city maps with these kind of urban environments are have an insane amount of work but there will be um an update at metcon so we will show um some footage of a you know there'll be some max of battles happening inside a portion of that city and oh, man. you know and we're gonna show it to you guys so i think um there's some twists there I think with John, we've tried to, he's tried to bring what he brings, you know, to the table. And um, I think artistically, it might surprise some people. It's, uh, I don't know, I guess, I think I'm interested to see how everyone thinks about it. But, uh, you know, so I have some nervousness, but I think based on what Dennis, I know what I know, what I know Dennis can do and what John's been doing, it it gives me quite a bit of confidence that people are going to be excited about it. Yeah, I mean that's I'm one of the people I can put my hand up that's been waiting for a city map for a long time. Um and so combine that a map that I think a lot of us have been waiting for um with the fact that I always love the videos at these events. <laughs> you know, they're just so much fun seeing new stuff um and and seeing it in video format. So that and and also the crowd's reaction. Um just a lot of fun. So looking forward to seeing that. All right, so we covered uh, the, the, the city well, map we, is coming we do, out. We do have an important question. The question sure. with that would be, is there a ETA or approximation on that, Russ, of that map? Do we hit, can, we, can we get that out of you or no? Um, I'm not positive, so it's hard for me to lock it down. Um, I can say that... So this is not a promise. Yeah, this is not a promise. Um, I originally was targeting February, but I'm, I'm skeptical in February. I think it'll probably be March. That's my... That's what I think okay. you'll get it. So disappointing, I know. I'm sure you would love to have it in, you know, a surprise patch in uh, January or something. But uh, no, it'll probably be March. And that is for other reasons, too. I mean, we're going to talk here in a minute about um, what else is coming to Mechor Online. And there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of map work besides the city map going on. So we kind of have to, you know... Spread the spread out the love, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Was that Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Top secret. I will iron my banners, guys. Leave me alone. All right. So, um, yeah, the the city map. Looking forward to it. But that you know, a few months after the release of this last map, that gives us enough time to uh, play the heck out of this map, and, and then we get a new one. It'll and, be good. And you know, I I don't I don't know if you've heard the 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 talk, Russ, but really, you know. When we talked about uh, talk to John, and that was our first time really rolling around on the map. And then now it's been, you know, full month since the you know patch came out, and I've had multitudes of drops. And I'll stand by my word of he did a really really good job in my opinion, uh, and likewise others out there that I've talked to about not only the verticality, but it had really good has good strengths of the map. And so I'm really looking forward to what he's bringing to a 
uh, a city, I guess, an inner city or whatever, whatever the the map will be called. Um, but uh, the approach pass, you have multiple approach paths on Rubelite. You have the verticality. You don't feel like you're ever just hemmed in. And I think that's a really good thing for not only light mechs, mediums, but really agile mechs. And anyways, yeah, I'm sort of stoked um, because uh, he's hinted that uh, some of his, uh, you know, uh, inspirations come from, you know, some of the older games that he's played. And you can see that in Rubelite. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the inner city because, uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty, uh, pretty dope. Absolutely. Well, I got to say, I mean, you know, I was when I played the very, very early uh, gray blocks of it, I was kind of nervous. Like, I didn't really get it. It was sort of. It was just so barren, you know, where they're in that gray block form. But, you know, credit goes to both John and Alex Garden internally and Paul and some of these others that kind of said, no, you know, I like it. I think, with, you know, just, I was okay. And I was talked into it thinking, yeah, this could work. And But the end result was uh, really remarkable. And that's where I got to give a lot of credit to Dennis again. I mean, he's just such a great artist and such a great visionary. I mean, it just... It looks totally different than I would have expected. And, and we're always telling him, hey, Dennis, you know, players want more maps and you know, we need more maps and let's do this map and let's just use existing art. You know, like we can get out maps faster if we just, let's, you you know, use the Tourmaline theme or let's use this art theme. And, um, and he always agrees to that, but he never is able to discipline himself to completely stick to that. There's always got to be something new and different about it. And so that's why he's I an artist. That's the artist. Yeah, I think yeah, that's why right? these maps end up kind of being what they are. And so, you know, yep. credit to him. Yeah, awesome. Now, Paul is shushing you, but can we can we talk about anything as far as Solaris goes? Are we going to see anything in regards to that at Metcon? Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> crickets. Are you Paul, too scared? Paul, go ahead. <clears throat> spotlight's on you, Paul. What can you tell me about? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, bribery, folks. Paul's here, but he's really not going to talk about anything. He's, he, just, he's, he's, he's here yeah. to tap Russ on the shoulder and say, right. shh. Um, Okay, so from a player's perspective, I'm really looking forward to Solaris aesthetics. I know you mentioned um, aesthetics last time, uh, Russ, when this brought, got brought up, um, you know, and making, right, taking the I, next I step. I see what you're, you're doing here. You're trying to create conversation. Maybe well, they'll just... take, yeah, taking the next step of making your mech your own, right? Like that's always yep. been something like, yeah, you got the camo and you've got the, the, the decals, but, you know, now you, you physically... You become a legend. Right, um, you know, so... Uh, how how is that going? How is it looking? Are you are you guys happy with the progress? Or, or is it exceeding your expectations? Like what what, what can, can listen? I, I, want, I want Paul to I want Paul to talk, and I'm gonna he's gonna be forced to speak. <laughs> However, this is good. I always forget. <laughs> Sometimes I forget what what I've already said to the community about Solaris. Like, what do you know? Why don't you, Darren and Phil? <laughs> Give us the recap of what What's you working think backwards. you know I don't, about. But what if I promise things that you didn't say? Well, I, I, I'll know that. <laughs> um, okay, so it's going to be one-on-one in 2v2. 
right? Obviously, that means you guys will probably expand out from the Steiner Coliseum and do a few others. Obviously, that's given. I think you even mentioned that uh, you want to go really in depth and have the um, the not only the houses represented, but the stables, and that uh, you'll have to earn your way through them. Um, so you don't mind on track so far? Is that? <laughs> So far, so good. Okay, you could you can you can inject something of your own there and see if um, they. Uh... Um, for a low price, you can have your own <laughs> Genlo Wang. Um, no, uh, yeah, so pretty stoked. Uh, let's see what else can I remember. Um, obviously, from a map perspective, what's intriguing about this is the other coliseums are known for their uniqueness. Uh, you've got. I know in some of the novels, things move on the map. I don't know if that would be implemented. Just saying. You know, can we talk about one map? Here's the what? thing. It, the it, jungle? It goes without saying that, uh, you know, there's going to be obviously potentially maps coming. And because there's four other Coliseums other than the standard Coliseum that we have. Can we say anything about any of the other arenas? Is there anything to say? <laughs> Paul, is there anything to say? Uh, one of them has a lot of dirt in it. Yeah, some I knew rocks, you were gonna, some rocks, yeah. and some trees. some trees. You leave it to Paul. Um, <laughs> Paul, do you have any images? Paul, Actually, okay. Off? Well, the thing about Solaris is that we are going to be working through um, the themes of the different houses or different stables within Solaris City, right? Right. So, yeah, we're <laughs> heading in that direction. How's that sound? Okay. Um, okay. Let me go further. I. Uh, there's five Ooh. in lore. We're going to have all five. Okay. Excellent. I, I remember that you said specifically with the cosmetic items that they'll, um, that they won't impact uh, as far as uh, like uh, hit, like if you shoot it, they'll just fall off. Um, I remember you, you mentioned that. So it's not going to impact uh, as far as like the mechs uh, um, uh, hit boxes or anything like that. Um, off the top of my head, I think you wanted to make it just really in depth to where you, you can work up. Um, but some of the details were, I think you, you left them sort of hanging because, you know, you, well, you I think wanted that, to tease us a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think my guess is that we have something to see at MechCon in regards to Solaris, right? So we can wait and see that. What? That's a, re- a reason to tune into the, uh, the Twitch stream. Oh, of course. Yeah, you don't want to give away everything yeah. right now, right? Of course. Paul's a big guy for surprises at the show, and I agree. Yeah, he's got good <laughs> discipline that way. No, so, no. Paul, will you be showing some type of? For. Will you be showing something at MechCon on Solaris? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, t-shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're parched and you're a mech warrior. Well, the thing is, like <laughs> Phil was mentioning something, and it is very important that people realize is that when these items do come into the game, they are not going to be game affected. So, in other words. If you have something that attaches to your mech, it's not going to change your silhouette. It's not going to change your hitbox, right? It's purely a cosmetic. So if they get hit, they get knocked off. That's pretty much it. Um, other than that, yeah, <laughs> it's got some. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, that's We're great. used to that. Sorry. When it comes to these it's bolt-on things, well, that's what they're uh, tentatively calling them right now is bolt-ons. Right. Um there's some really cool ones that we have online already. Uh-huh. Um, we've been looking at them. They fit on various body parts of the mech and not your standard, just left arm, right arm, torso, side torsos, that kind of stuff. They go in interesting places. Right. 
and don't go that direction. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently I guess another thing I could say is the the guys like Dennis in particular. You know, he'd come to me and say, "Look, should we? We don't have melee combat in Mech Warrior Online, and don't expect melee combat in Solaris. Sorry, it's just not feasible yet." Yet. I said yet. I mean, who knows, right? Maybe. But when I was asked about the bolt-ons, they were asking me, like, well, should we stay away from, you know, melee-looking things? And I said no. I was like, man, if it looks badass, you know, it's the arena, do man. it. Yeah. Just do it. And it doesn't just look super cool. So um, I, I just want people to really – it's all about personalizing your appearance, right? It's about you versus him. And um, we want, I think so far, I'm, I'm, one of the things I'm fairly proud about with MechWarrior 9 is the, how far people have gone customizing their mechs. I'm always just so impressed with how awesome some of the players are able to make their mechs look with the combination of the colors and patterns and, and decals. See how I, I said decals? I great. see that? Yeah. You did. I, I was prepped all day. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then now you're going to have these bolt-ons. So, yeah, it's going to be really oh, – it's, it's, it's just going to take it to the next level. And we're going to see some amazing-looking mechs. Man, just awesome. Gladiators. Well, really what I was going for was just I wanted to know that there was going to be all five maps. And that maps are in production. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see something uh, related at MechCon. So I'm super excited about – um, both the city map and what we're going to see uh, and potentially here uh, in regards to Solaris and the future um, of MWO. So I'm going to get back on the hype train because Paul doesn't know how to yep. hype. Can hype it. <laughs> um, yes, there's going to be a major, major announcement. Uh, Mech, it's not just about MechWarrior 5. MechWarrior Online is going to have some significant time on the stage. We're we're gonna talk about. We're gonna show a video on this on the city map. We are gonna show a legit video trailer content about Solaris. And I'll just say this: Solaris. We will announce a release month for Solaris, depending on your personality. Uh, it may be further <laughs> away or closer than you anticipate. On I you, think. Yeah. I think it's closer than most of you anticipate, but I don't know for sure. It depends on the person. And beyond that, I would just say it's a big feature. This is a major update. This is um, a really significant uh, update, and it's not just it's like Solaris. a MMO expansion pack, right? Yeah, and it's, it's really big. adding it's adding aspects to MechWarrior Online that aren't even necessarily like directly related to Solaris. I'll say that like you'll get some updates on the general functionality of your mech warrior online experience that are um far-reaching they're not just about solaris so <laughs> that's i guess i'll just toss that out there and just let that float out in the air for a minute but it's going to be significant you know micro nine is not the forgotten product um i know we got this big fancy micro 5 game coming but micro 9 is significant to us it's still very important all you guys are amazing you guys make it happen and micro 9 is still getting uh significant development time resources and feature development absolutely and uh and we're still loving it so 
All right. That is MechWare Online. That is uh, MechCon. Let's move on to the one that you just uh, referred to, which has been getting a ton of press lately. Uh, there was a PC Gamer article, the magazine, which, you know, I subscribed. As soon as I heard that was coming out, I subscribed to PC Gamer because I'd let my subscription lapse. And I didn't, they gave me the issue after that one. So I didn't <laughs> end up getting it. I, I subscribed to it for that issue and I didn't even get it. But, uh, Anyway, great article in PC Gamer, um, and then there was an article recently in Polygon that came out, I think, this last week, um, plus the footage of, and I think it's publicly known, right? That was Alexander Garden uh, running around it in is, the video. Well, he did post, like, later on that night he, and was like... He admitted it, He right? was like, sorry, guys, I was just, like, having <laughs> fun, and everyone was, like, being yeah. super critical, like, oh, what a potato, and he's like, yeah. ah, I apologize. He was just... He was just Jumping around, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think uh, some invulnerability but, mode but on it was, for a bit, and yeah, he was just was, showing you. It was one of those where, like, I gotta say, that makes a for a better video, though. Like, some of you guys are so precise that it would just be <laughs> like boring, just like you know, too, too efficient. You yeah. know, it. Yeah, the trailer should be about frenetic action. And I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought it was more about like aesthetics and getting the feel for it and seeing all the different possibilities, like the destructible buildings, the windows collapsing. It was awesome. Everybody's talking about that banner, you know, lighting up on fire and just a lot of the the way it interacts with the environment, the the feeling, the the scale, the you know, the the fact that there are tanks and yeah, just everything. And that's what it was for me. I didn't care about the plane. Come on, (laughs) I just wanted to see and hear and feel. You know, we got a sort of a a piece of it right last year at MetCon when you guys unveiled the 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 video and and you were playing Russ, right? We got a sense of okay, Shadowhawk. It sounds big. It you know it moves like you know that sort of ponderous gate and all that. Like okay, we can see you know the the vibe you're going for. And what was interesting about this article and the video was that now you get to see a procedurally generated map and aesthetically the map uh, terrain and everything looks amazing and. And stuff like that and so for me it was just like oh man you know like that's that's really cool we've seen some changes in a few of the things the hud changed and a lot of people are talking about that um but now in a mission you see a overlord dropship coming down like we haven't you know like in an actual like good looking overlord not just some like egg looking thing that was like you know anyways i thought it was really cool and you know, credit Alex. I, I get where he was going, and yeah, you're you're 100 right. I think it made for a pretty cool experience. And seeing the the demo of the buildings and the tanks, and being able to fire at VTOLs in the air. I mean, that's it was pretty damn. And cool. and I think it's also important to point out. You know, we were talking about this the other day, Russ. That that you know, you've almost got somewhere around a year still of development, right? Like uh, at least quite a, many months. Um, so people shouldn't necessarily take many of the details to heart as far as like how survivable a mech was in that video or the, the, you know, the proper banners on the proper buildings. And, you know, like as far as picking the video apart, that's not what it was for, right? There's still a lot of, well, first of all, you, you mentioned in a tweet just the other day that the, the game is further along in development than even that video shows. Um, but obviously there's still many, many months of development ahead, right? So changes are occurring every yeah day, i mean sure. it's uh i mean no you're right it, i mean it completely those are the things that you you know shouldn't be worried about right now but I, but at the same time we knew people would be i mean that's just of course, kind it's of mech warrior battle yeah it's just kind of how it goes and that's fine um yep. but yeah like boy oh boy there's so many things i don't even know where to start um 
But, but what uh, about environment? Like, I mean, I think overwhelmingly, I, people I've been hearing a lot of people super excited about with uh, the, the interaction of the mech with the environment, the d- um, destructible uh, buildings. Um, the well, I thought like... it was. I thought it was cool just walking out of a uh, the leopard dropship. Like that. Oh was yeah, cool. that was yeah. So everything you're saying, I want to comment on. I'm gonna lose <laughs> track of it. So yeah. I mean, let's let's focus back on the. Uh... Yeah. So first off, Polygon, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, did a great job for us as well as PC Gamers. Two great articles there. Uh, that that build was oh gosh, I guess it was only about a month ago. But my God, we were in such a you know. If any of you are out there in development, the way it works is, man, you work for so long on the background, the back end, like the supporting structure of a game, and then it just starts to come together and. We were just kind of at that point when the Polygon guy arrived. He was awesome. We had a great interview, and he got to play the game. But we said, "Look, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to send you much newer footage, just like as late as we can, up until the article release, because you know, every week we knew that was going to be huge." And he was super cool with that and let us, and um, that was awesome of Charlie. And so, so we did. So, as he even said in his article. If you read the Polygon article, if you haven't yet, please do it and read all the other stuff he did too. It was awesome. But the year of Battletech is primarily about MechWarrior 5. And at the end of the article, he says, you know, it's clearly not done yet, but I can see, you know, significant improvement already in just a few weeks since I was there. And it's true. It must be, I don't even know. It's significantly better than what when he was there. And now the demo that we have like today that I was playing today, it must be already... Oh God! It feels like ten times better than the video. You should show it right posted. now. We should do this. Yeah, I should live stream it. No, <laughs> I can't. But but of course, if you want to say that right now, side note: as everyone knows, it's playable at MechCon. Bam. People are going to be lined up and playing the demo, and it's going to look amazing. You guys are going to love it. Uh, I'm super happy with it. Super proud of it. And and you're right. What's wonderful to me is this crunch we had. This push. To first be ready for PC Gamer in the summer, and then to be ready for Polygon November 1st, and then to be ready for Metcon has served us really well because we pushed the game and the the general experience to this point that you're going to see at Metcon. And I guess another side note is we will uh, almost certainly post Metcon be posting um, another playthrough, a complete playthrough of the Metcon demo. So... Um, those that aren't able to attend the show will see a more accurate state of kind of where it is now. Uh, but as I was saying, knowing that where we are right now and knowing just how much development time we still have, um, it gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, we're going to be able to make the game we want to make. And that is, I think, the game that you guys want to play. is Certainly that's what I'm banking on because I feel like I am you know, one of you guys, when it comes to this, uh, it's, it's like, let me express myself and you guys can, you guys have seen it in the PC game article and the Polygon article. If you've read them, it's like, it's almost over the top, but it's, I want to tell you that it's, it's, um, it's sincere. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's what I'm trying to do. And that is, I'm trying to give players what I always wanted, which is I played MechWarrior one at the time it blew my mind. Like all of you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was, I could fly anywhere. And so when I played MechWarrior 2, did I love it? Oh, my God, of course I did. I loved it to death. Um, 
but I also felt like, well, shit, I want to fly where I want to fly, you know. And and Mechway Two Mercenaries in particular was unbelievable, but it was it took a step in a more linear fashion direction. Um, three was great. I enjoyed all of them. Uh, and Four Mercs was great, but probably even more linear than than even two, or at least as my memory recalls. Uh, so I kind of got thinking, well, why can't we have the freedom of MechWarrior 1 with like the awesomeness of Mech 2 Mercs and Mech 4 Mercs? And, um, and then, of course, one of those other big holes was, great, multiplayer is like so basic, but why can't I live on forever in a multiplayer environment? So, I mean, MechWarrior Online was essentially the fulfillment of what I always wanted when it came to multiplayer functionality in the MechWarrior universe, or at least primarily so. And MechWarrior 5 Mercs is really what I always wanted in a single-player environment uh, as far as replayability, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of replayability and the freedom to go and do as I want in the inner sphere as a mercenary within that inner sphere and to run a business you know, to be an entrepreneur in the inner sphere. So I think the bet I've made with myself and with my entire company and the livelihoods of all my staff is that okay. <laughs> that's what you want as well. <laughs> no pressure. That so was that's what you want. That I think was not that's what you guys want as well. And I, <laughs> that's, that's my bet. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying to, trying to make it work. So that was uh, wax poetic there for a bit, but that was kind of answering your question on, I guess, you know, the progress of the build and how it's quickly progressing and, you know, where it is. And we do have a lot of development time left, but uh, yeah, you know, I guess that's, I mean, okay. The last thing I heard before that was um, what's cool about MechWare 5. One thing about MechWare 5 that's cool is that you, even the, de- I don't think the video even did it justice, but the playthrough that you'll see afterwards will do it more justice in the fact that there's really no such thing as the loading screen. Like I, I go and I go to the star map and I choose a mission and I accept that mission and I select my mech and I immediately land on the planet and the doors open and I walk out onto the planet. So there's no like static screenshot. Hey, you know, wait, 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 loading, loading, loading. And then you walk, you know, you load there. No, it's like, it feels like obviously the game is streaming the level and first it takes, it stitches it all together. It creates it loads it, it populates it, it gets it all done, and then you walk out. But from the player's perspective, it really feels like you decide, okay, let's go, and you take your dropship down to the planet, the doors open, and you just walk right out, mm-hmm. right out onto the planet. So um, now, that was really cool, I thought. So, Russ, is that is that sort of ease, is that due to uh, it being an updated engine, or is that just... Is that just something of it also being just a single player game? Is that, I don't know if that's a, do you guys see what I'm saying? Is that like something that's, uh, you're able it to do? It sounds to me like he, they set a goal and said, let's make this seamless so that you don't get No, no, no. What screen. I'm saying is that, is that, uh, yeah, is that, are you able to do that because of the engine or is it more along the lines of because you don't have to worry about the multiplayer aspect as well? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of both. Um, certainly Unreal 4 has good streaming technology, so there's no doubt that, um, we, you know, without good supporting technology, it, it wouldn't happen because, I mean, I think it's fair to say that the engine choice is really important for us. I mean, we have enough 
staff and expertise and you know skilled to do to change you know technology and the engines but every time we do that it takes so much time and so much energy and so much of your development budget and time resources so the less you have to do that obviously the better the more you can focus on the game and i've really tried from the beginning to say look we are you know we're going to have to stick within what the Unreal 4 engine does because I want to spend all of our time on making an awesome game. So I wouldn't say necessarily feel that it was like an absolute design mandate from the beginning and, oh my God, we're going to make this happen no matter what, even if we have to bend the Unreal 4 engine to our will or anything like that. But credit to the Unreal 4 engine and the team and the designers. And we, it, when we felt like it was possible based on our level creation system, then obviously we wanted to go that way just because, uh, well, I mean, it's just, it's about putting, suspending the players, you know, uh, what's the phrase? Suspension of disbelief. It's a, we want you to feel like you're an actual mech pilot as much as possible. And so I think as I, again, it was almost embarrassing when I was talking to, you know, Polygon and PC Gamer of how much I was expressing this, but it's like, I'm all about, trying to recreate what I always wanted and what I think the players always wanted. And what I always thought I wanted and players wanted was to, I wanted to walk around the actual hangar of my dropship. I wanted to see my mechs in there. I wanted to see my mechs being repaired in there. I wanted to see it land and go on a mission. It's like, think back to MechWarrior 1 and you went on a mission and that silly little cutscene of the, Union class dropship like firing up its engines. He's like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" It's just taking that concept from 1989 and trying to take it to 2018 and keep the players immersed in like, "I'm going somewhere. I'm traveling. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm taking on a mission. It's my choice." And that's a big part of it. Um, managing your business. Like, I want the player to feel like every time you know a SRM hits their armor, it's like. Oh fuck! There you goes like five hundred C bills right yeah. right there. Like that's a ton. It. That's a half a ton of armor. I'm gonna have to replace. You know, that's cool to me. Yeah, you feel it in damage, and you feel it in your pocketbook. You know, back when I, I mean, hell, when I started off with like the Crescent Hawks games, um, you know, you had to do all the the immersion in your head. It was all your imagination. Um, and then I, you know played the shit out of all the MechWarrior games, one, two, three, and four, and even still have four on my computer. The only reason I don't have the other ones still on my computer is because they don't work uh, for me anymore. Um, some people I know still have them running, but I couldn't get them working. Um, you had me at MechWarrior 5. I mean, that was really it. I mean, uh, so many of us have been waiting since, you know, 2000, whatever, one, whatever, <laughs> for the new one. Um I'm beyond excited, and everything that I've seen just shows me uh, lots of promise for what it's going to be. Um, I also did see a tweet from Alexander Garden mentioning, because obviously the demo that we saw was in an, in kind of a desert-like, uh, canyon-like uh, uh, map, um, but he mentioned that there's other biomes. Is, are those going to be available on the playable demo at uh, MechCon? Uh, yeah, there's actually um, four biomes playable at MechCon, um, you basically you have the canyony, deserty environment, and you have a like a Mars kind of landscape environment. There's a very moon environment, and there's a kind of the I guess I'd say sort of the 
the pinnacle of the demo. So those that are arriving, I suggest you really spend your time playing the uh, more earth, terran, forest environment. It's uh, it's beautiful. It looks incredible. It looks much better than the... Uh, well, it's much more um, lush, you know, and robust than sure. than the other ones, uh, populated-wise. And uh, that's that's kind of the the best looking one so far but that's that's going to be all four yeah yeah so um in that article the polygon it it goes through how you guys are doing procedurally generated maps you mentioned replayability uh russ is this is that something that that allows you to do that every experience every single time you maybe start a new campaign or whatever uh, that it will be different i mean that's critical it's that is a major part of our design you know that basically we're saying you know it's, it's got to we're pushing hard for it and it's turning out well and that is the fact that i don't know exactly how many hours a gameplay can be but you know i've done some rough estimates in my mind and it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up at being 40 50 60 hours of gameplay you know when you take everything included with all the missions and all the time you might spend in the in the marketplace and such but the key here is that you're running a you know this mercenary business and you know you might not do things perfectly you might make mistakes but um beyond that you might choose initially to say spend the prime you know majority of your time in in an davian space and now in davian space from the year 3015 to the year 3049 you're going to see particular chassis on the marketplace and primarily particular chassis and you're going to see majority of the emissions are going to be, of course, against House Lao or Karita. Um, and when you're done, you might have an opportunity to restart the game and then next time start in Karita space or start in Merrick space. And you're going to see majority of different chassis and fight different battles against different houses. And sure, you can go to all of them inside of a career, but you might find that that much travel time and that much expense in travel time might lead to not being able to reach elite status by the end of your career time. So it's a lot of ways to play the game. Depends on the player's skill. But I, I wouldn't be surprised that essentially people could almost replay this game indefinitely. And that goes back to the level generation system. It is... We don't like using the word procedural here. It's just... I guess it's become a swear word since... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, No Man's, no Man's Sky, Sky or whatever, but <laughs> we just say rule-based generation because we think ultimately designers make the most interesting levels, but you have a problem. On the one hand, designers make the most interesting levels. However, you don't have, you know, 20 years to develop the game. So you've got to make a solution where you can try to make the right balance between designer-created aspects and generating levels so what we've decided to do is what we hope will turn out to be the perfect mix of designers create the tile sets of the designers create all the puzzle pieces from the the individual bases the large bases the mini bases the tiny sentry posts the terrain tiles and everything else and create all sorts of rules of, of random based rules that say you know here's how you put together a level based on the criteria and this same system works whether it's whatever biome it is and wherever you are. And so I would say that system has been is certainly out of 
great production, certainly been prototyped out. It works. It works well. We still have some work to do just to add more variety and more depth and to make it go further. But it's going to allow the player to essentially never feel like, I mean, sure, you're going to feel like, oh, hey, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a this particular biome type of planet. And you've seen the general gist before, but you don't know where the sentry posts are. You don't know where the bases are. You don't know what's going to be at the base, what combination of mechs you might face. And, you know, that's credit to going again back to MechWarrior 1. I mean, MechWarrior 1 might have done some of these aspects better than any of the future ones in some way. I mean, remember how cool it was to say you get a mission and to go there and kind of like just wait to see what you were going to face. So anyhow, I think... um, yeah, I can. Hopefully, run that through. answers your replayability question. Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are playing. I'm I'm replaying uh, Mech Four indefinitely, you know, and I I can rush through those missions because I've done them so many times and they're the same every time. So I can appreciate what you're saying totally. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 2018, man, it's going to be a fuck amazing. There, year. there are a lot of questions, Russ, in chat in regards to, and obviously. Uh, I know um, some of them you're not able to answer and some of them uh, may come later or whatever. Uh, but do you want to take some questions uh, from chat? Do you mind if we ask them or do you just want to, you know... Let's, let's do, if we're going to do any, so it's up then, for us, you let's just do, do a then? few. Um, no, we yeah, can do it I, now, I think we can take a few. I just The caveat would be um, some things I just won't be able to answer. Um, some I will. And some things I'll just say... You know, we're going to announce some stuff at MechCon. So the the problem there is I want MechCon to be great. I want to be a surprise. So I don't want everything that I say, hey, we're going to have that at MechCon to be confirmation. That's what's going to be at MechCon. Right. So um, I'm a little nervous about the question just because <laughs> I don't want to spoil. Well, uh, I'm really, I mean, I don't mind just saying I can't talk about that yet, but I just well, don't want anything... to spoil MechCon. Let, okay, let so me... one question that's come up a few times oh, is on, customization in MechLab. Is that one of them you're going to? No, no, I was going to say one thing you've already talked about, but maybe mm. someone coming into this has not heard. Is MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries a buy it and you own it? Can you clarify how you guys are going to do the business model on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this before, but maybe not. It's good to clear it up. Um, MechWarrior 5 is a you buy it and you own it. It is not a free to play game. Like that, I think I've said that before, but let me yes. say yeah, that. You have. It is a it is a single point of purchase product. It doesn't mean there won't be DLC, but the way I view DLC is actual, you know, extra content. We're not talking about loot boxes and loot crates and, you know, things like that. We're talking about actual, I don't even know yet. I I really don't know yet, but like, I just, I mean, sure, but I, it's a little more traditional thinking, you know, like a DLC could be a legitimate expansion pack, you know, a mission pack. It could be, I don't know yet, content pack, but MechWarrior 5 is a is a single point of purchase game. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Um, gonna, can we I, just take a quick break, if you don't mind? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I... Why don't we take a quick break? We can powwow for a second in the, uh, you know, in the hidden underground layer. And then we yep. can, uh, you know, hopefully we can take a few questions because I'd like to keep this going for a bit longer. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, anyways, just want to say welcome to everyone out there. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do have Russ Bullock here. And of course, Paul is here. He's just, uh, well, he's Paul. He's just not saying much. I'm sorry. You can bug him if you're at MetCon. And that's where you should be next week. 
We'll be I told him to talk. When we get back, he will. You'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll take a quick five-minute bio. Just want to say welcome again. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back in just a few moments. Enjoy the animations. And we are back. Thank you guys for being patient while we took that quick bio break. And of course, I just want to say welcome to everyone out there. This is podcast number 163. We're sitting down with Russ Bullock and Paul. And uh, I'm not going to try it. In a way, in a way, man, in a way. In a way. Okay, got. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just uh, well, six years later. You know, yeah, we're we're about an hour in. Um, before the break, we were uh, taking some questions from chat and uh, for Russ about MechWarrior Five and or MechWarrior Online. I'm sure he'd be uh, happy with the answer in that. But uh, yeah, just want to say thank you uh, again for tuning in, and of course, uh, yeah, welcome again, welcome back, uh, Paul and Russ. And uh, shall we jump Paul. back into it? Paul, can you say anything? Some, there's some people in chat that don't aren't believing me when I say you're here. I knew you were going to do that too. <laughs> I totally knew it. Oh, Paul, just give me um, here. I'm just working on some top secret, time sensitive stuff. There you go. See, that wasn't me doing an impersonation. Or what is it, Paul? What is it? What he's going <laughs> to eat tonight? That's what he's. You know. Yeah. Fried chicken, Paul. Mm. He's probably looking for another job now that I've told him the <laughs> livelihood of all staff is on the line. No pressure, none whatsoever. All right. So I no. was, when Phil interrupted me earlier, or he'll say I interrupted him. That's fine. With his question, what were um, you, what, uh, oh. what was I bring? One question I saw multiple times in regards to MechWarrior 5 um, was just uh, customization and Mech Lab. Now, I know you've uh, talked on it a little bit in that there'll be, you know, less customization, obviously, than MechWarrior on- Online, which, you know, is uh, extremely customizable. Um, but can you give us any more information any, or can you say anything about customization Mech Lab? Yeah, sure. I mean, I know that was uh, one second. Sorry, my push to talk button was like in going to the comment box. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. So I know I, that was a bit of a conversational point after the um, PC Gamer article. So will there be a mech lab? Of course there will be, for sure. I mean, you can't have a mech warrior game <clears throat> without without that. And you're going to be going into battle, and your your mechs will be getting constantly being damaged, and you know, unlike MechWarrior Online, uh, you got to do something about that damage too, right? You can't just like, ta-da, it's better. So definitely will be uh, a Mech Lab. Now, of course, you know, kind of setting the stage here a little bit, but MechWarrior Online was like, you know, an insane level of customization, right? I mean, it makes sense for a PvP game like that. It adds so much, like, you know, unending... Um, depth to what you can do and what you can play in in a game like that but let me tell you a little bit about um mech warrior 5 and i think this has been clear from those that have read the articles but mech warrior 5 has a different reliance to achieve its variety its vast variety let me you know paint a picture for you as the player okay You've decided to start your career and to try to become an elite mercenary unit within the boundaries of House Karita. And the year is 3015, in the middle of the Third Succession War. And you've started out on the periphery and trying to take on whatever missions you can to repair the only mech you have and to keep things, the business running and to try to 
try to get enough to do upgrades and try to buy more and and on and part of that is to go on these missions and try to take you know as little damage possible and try to be as profitable as possible and after the repairs of your mech you can go to the marketplace and to look for what's there and the marketplace is such a critical aspect of MechWarrior 5. It's constantly evolving based on what year it is and where you are in the inner sphere and what types of things are available. And so you're out there and you've been saving. And then one day, you know, a, a Jenner, you know, JR7D comes on the market and you think, wow, I've saved up enough for it. And, you know, you buy that variant. And... Later on, as you become bigger and better and you've got some money and the timeline has moved on and you go to the market and one day you say, look at that. There's a Jenner JR7F, has ferrofibrous armor. This is unbelievable. That has to mean something. That has to be so profound that you're like, wow. And you buy that variant and add it to your scout team. That's the kind of dynamic we're trying to create with MechWarrior 5. So... We have to put a lot more emphasis on the marketplace and the timeline and the lore. I should have just, I should have just led with that because that's like the key word, right? The lore. I'm trying to put a lot more emphasis on that than saying, here's a mech lab. Create any variant, variant you want. So absolutely, there'll be a mech lab. And you'll be doing all your repairs and all your rearming there. And... There'll be aspects in there that you've never seen before, too. Like, they'll be, they'll actually have manufacturers. We'll have, you might prefer a particular industry's, you know, I won't start trying to say manufacturers' names in case I get them all wrong, but these guys, they're medium lasers, and you prefer these guys, Autocannon 5, and sometimes you can find them in the market, and sometimes you can't, and they per, they perform just a little bit differently. So, and your technicians, you're going to find a technician that can do a certain thing to certain chassis, and you're going to have aspects through your technicians and through the manufacturers of weapons that you've never seen in a MechWarrior game before. And on top of the repairing and rearming everything, it's going to be a really, really rich mech lab experience, that I promise you. But we've got to make sure that that market experience is not overwhelmed by customizability. So, no, it won't have the MechWarrior Online, Mech Online level of customizability, but I think it's going to be very significant still and i think when you look at MechWarrior one through MechWarrior four it's definitely going to fit in as having its own flavor of mech lab and a flavor that suits a game that is designed to have across your replay ability your replay sessions you know hundreds of hours of gameplay and so i think all of our decisions are based on that saying what supports the lore the timeline the market the replayability of this game the most and uh and I hope people, I hope that made sense. Um, it, it, I guess in summary, definitely going to have Mech Lab. It's still going to be very significant. There's going to be aspects to it that they've never seen before. But it'll be the type of Mech Lab that really supports what MechWarrior 5 is. See, I mean, you're hitting me in the feels. And some people are seeing that in my face as you're talking um, and, and commenting on it. Because, like... I think, and not, I'm not saying like we as people or players take it for granted, but I think with MechWarrior Online, you get so used to just upgrading whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, having, you know, 10 PPCs on your mech, whatever. Um, and, and MechWarrior Online is what it is. And, and, and you know, it, it, I'm, I'm not complaining about that context in MechWarrior Online. 
But when you're relating it to MechWarrior 5, this just gets me super excited because when I play the other games, it's usually, you know, the first half of the campaign or whatever that I'm the most excited because when you every time you get that new mech that you salvage or that new weapon or whatever you were excited about it it, it meant that your your unit was going to or your your mercenary unit or whatever it was was going to improve your your abilities were going to improve you're going to do better on the next uh mission or whatever and every little piece of everything matters i personally that's my thing i love that i love the logistics i love the importance of it and um and and there being a level of difficulty and not just having every single thing available to me. Um, so I know there's other, other people with other opinions on how they like it, but that's for me, that's totally, I'm, I can't wait. So Russ, so good. you mentioned obviously Pharaoh um, in particular, it, uh, people are asking and going down that train of thought, you're basically saying a Jenner seven D may not have it, but a JR seven F may have it. Um, is that to say, are we going to have weapon swapping out like how we currently do in MWO? Can you go that far? Uh, you know, for instance, if I, are there hard points or is it, is that something you guys are going to shy away from? I think, uh, he wanted to answer this last question. And then the thing we were talking about is obviously there's going to be some reveals at MechCon oh, and okay. for yeah. obvious reasons. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to we, move we don't on. Go- yes, right. we are. Understood. Uh, um, needless to say, there's going to be, you know, a ton revealed at MechCon as far as, um, Mech Warrior 5 goes, uh, um, including everybody getting well, a chance to sit down and can, play can, the dang can thing. I take, take, can I, can I take a moment? Can take a moment Darren, or two? Me and you have talked for so many hours about why Battletech means so much to us, right? Whether through our experience, through the novels and the games combined and stuff like that, right? The Battletech universe is... And I feel like, Russ, what you're talking about, right, is what we've been wanting, right? And, and, you know, some of that in MWO, you can't get... We don't have logistics in MWO, right? You you can't get that Jenner, what you are just talking about, and you worked really hard to get that, and now it's it's valuable, it's important to you, right? And stuff like that. And so I feel like that's a the logistics logistic aspects of it, what you were saying is, oh shit, I just got hit. I gotta replace that, you know, not only from that's gonna hit me in the wallet, but you know, like I don't wanna lose this mech, I'm assuming, or something like that too. So I feel like that's a part of Battletech and that we've seen in the past, uh, past games, mech warrior titles that um, you know, really encapsulate that sort of battle tech experience yeah i mean it's gonna i mean that's first off it's what darren was saying um <laughs> no i was just reiterating he's reiterating from my point of view like that's really cool yeah. too no no no. one second i'm just struggling here with my stupid team speak <laughs> technical been there done that there we go okay um what i was gonna say is yes uh we it's hard to answer everybody's questions on the nitty-gritty and finer details of everything um, we will okay. A couple of things I want to say to what Phil said. First off, you've seen the there's a PC Gamer article, there's a Polygon article. They release a lot of information. Um, we still have, I guess I'd call it two. Well, that's probably more than two to be honest. But there are still some major announcements uh, to be made at MechCon about MechWarrior Five. Okay. So a lot of your questions about things, about stuff, when it comes to MechWarrior 5, is we have some major announcements at uh, 
at Metcon. So definitely tune in. <clears throat> uh, you won't be disappointed uh, by what you see and what you hear. So there's that. And then it's going to be hard to shut me up when it comes to what <laughs> you were just saying, Phil. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, it's not just going to be about, you know, winning the mission, like destroying the mission. I, I want to, I'm trying very hard to make sure that this game has an economy that works. Like, it's not just like, you know, by mission 10, you are just making a killing, you know, on every mission, uh, just laying waste to stuff and just racking in massive money. I mean, I would, we're going to try very hard to make it so when you're, you know, traveling, every time you decide to take your, your, you know, drop ship to another system, the cost is like, oh God, look at that, you know, it's going to cost that much. And every time you take a little bit of fire, it's not just about winning and losing. There's going to be situations. You don't want to create anxiety for the player just around winning and losing. I mean, that's one thing. You want to win. you got to complete the mission. you got to get paid. But there might be situations where you know you're going to win the mission, but you just don't want to take any, You don't want to take as little damage as possible. You don't, want, you don't want to pay for the repairs. You were counting on this mission to be very profitable. Um, and... I want to make sure that I, I want to, another point I want to drive home is I don't want MechWarrior 5 to just be about here's a mission, go there, fight mechs, come back. Mechs fighting mechs is a major part of it, but I mean, see if this tickles your fancy. Um, let's say you take on a mission for a local lord <clears throat> on the periphery in the beginning and he has a competitor somewhere and your mission is to just go there and raise every farm to the ground and then leave. I mean, I'm trying to make the mission objectives to be interesting and unique and fighting mechs and tanks and vehicles and all sorts of combat is a consequence of the mission, not the mission, if you understand. So I just want to go somewhere and you can make those choices as a player, but you might just go somewhere and just like raise 15 farms to the ground and then fuck off and Blow get up paid. a few tractors. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I just want there to be a lot of variety, a lot of interesting things to do. And it's not, not the about like, go here, number. destroy the enemy forces oh, yeah. and then leave. So Russ, like mission type A, B and C yeah. just will, over and over and over again. Will there be like ethical or moral like decisions you're going to have Consequences. to make? Consequences. Because like where you're going with it, totally see it. And, you know, do you, because when you're talking about mechs, I'm thinking about, well, what happens to your mech warriors? Do you have a connection with them? You know, is there any dialogue? Uh, yeah, I mean, the know? only thing I can say for sure is I can confirm that you will have a reputation as a mercenary unit. And you will have, a, I guess you'd say, reputation slash faction with the great houses. So does at least those two aspects, I think we're still toying with the idea if there's sort of a good bad reputation but certainly you'll have a reputation like are you you know green useless to like elite mercenary scale you know or you know does davian love you but lao thinks you're the worst ever and we want to make it so that if players decide to fly into like lao space after that they can still work there but there probably will be some sort of well there will be some sort of you know period to you're gonna have to work that up a little bit so I think those are all important things because we 
it all feeds back into, again, one of my key design pillars is just replayability, replayability, replayability. I mean, I want you to experience it. It's not going to be, I don't want it to be possible to like go to all five houses of the Inner Samir in one single playthrough and reach elite mercenary status necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be impossible. Impossible, it might be, but primarily I want the player to you have to make some choices, and that'll just feed into the necessity for those that really enjoyed the game to play it again, you know, from a different area of the inner sphere and different types of missions. But we're gonna really rack our brains. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter you heard <laughs> with it, guys. mission ideas that aren't just like go here, destroy mechs, leave. Um, Go here, destroy the convoy, just go assassinate an enemy, uh, burn these farms to the ground, like whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's you guys know the lore. All sorts of stuff went down. Anything's possible. There's always going to be the defenses to fight. So what you fight isn't the problem. They're always going to be there. But having interesting um, mission criteria, I think, is the key to this game. Uh, find him on Twitter, guys, at Russ Bullock, and send your suggestions. I know a lot of you out there, uh, you know, know a lot more. I've been doing this for 34 years, and there's a lot of you that know a lot more about the lore than I do, um, and have some great ideas for missions. I've seen you guys create, you know, private match game modes that are incredible. Um, so if you have some ideas, send them to Russ. He just asked for them, uh, and I know he does read his tweets. Um, yeah, this. I mean, <laughs> I love this discussion. Probably could go on all night. Um, one question, uh, going back to the business model and you may not be at this point yet and may not have an answer, but do you know if it'll be available on steam? That was asked a few times there. The game? Yes. Um, or yes. have you not got there? Uh, no, I can say at this point that, um, I mean, this could change, but I don't think it will. Um, this will be a steam game. Um, it will be available elsewhere. Like more than likely, you'll be able to buy it off a of Piranha Portal. Um, you'll be able to buy it probably, probably many other places. I mean, if you can think of a portal out there, you know, I, I'm not going to refrain from listing them off, but there's lots of other online portals. Um, there's a good chance that it'll be available on many of the portals. Which basically, this again, this is a single point of purchase product. Our only goal, of course, is to sell as many of them as we can. And I don't really care where I sell them. I'm going to sell them everywhere. And we're going to Out try to put them. Car. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to put them on as many online portals as we possibly can. But it's looking like it will be a Steam game in the sense that it will even require Steam. So what that means is we're trying to, again, it comes back to I want to put as many development hours as I can possibly afford into making the game great. I don't want to spend even an hour of an engineer's time creating some kind of custom uh API protocol for uh friends list stuff. So we're trying to use the Steam API a hundred percent. And what that means is if you buy it on the Piranha portal, we'll give you a Steam key. You guys are familiar with this. This is not the first time this has been done. It's it's out yep. there in other games. So essentially no matter where you buy the game from, you'll get a Steam key. And then you'll just go and plug in your Steam key and away you go. So Yes, it, it certainly will be a Steam game. Uh, welcome back, Paul. Thank you. This is one of those things where you're running 3DS Max, Premiere, After Effects, and all that <laughs> stuff out at the same time. Well, good to have you back. Too uh, many hints. Oh, that right. was way too much, Paul. Calm down, bud. 
<laughs> Russ just gave a bunch of stuff away, uh, you know, info, top secret stuff. While you were gone. Anyway, um, that sounds awesome. And I don't think there's any more critical questions, or at least any that uh, can be answered without uh, spoiling the announcements, uh, the reveals for Metcon. So, um, Russ or Paul, is there anything else you'd like to touch bases on? The other thing, we, you know, there's, there's more at Metcon. There's amazing drinks, uh, man, full bars with... Uh, <laughs> We have some stories to tell about that over the last couple of years. Um, amazing food every single time, Russ. You always outdo yourself. Um, so there's going to be, uh, of course, the Solaris um, 1v1 arena. We're going to have a bunch of computers set up and people being able to 1v1 each other. Um, I heard, you know, not heard, I, I helped uh, facilitate getting him there. Bearclaw, he's going to be there, Mr. Uh, Kai Allard, Liao, Bearclaw himself. Um, and I heard Paul that uh, perhaps you and I will be doing some Masters Challenge even from the event if we have enough time or something. Mm -hmm. And there is one other thing that we kind of haven't touched on related to Solaris as a feature set. Everybody's getting ready for you to cut the stream off. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> we'll put it to you this way. I'm not in control of the stream this right. time. <laughs> yeah. But um, the Mech Bay, the updated Mech Bay, we do have a sneaky preview of what we're going to be able to do inside that Mech Bay. So we'll be able to see that at MechCon. Yes. There you go. That was, I wonder how many people out there completely don't believe you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's going to cut the stream. Great. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> I know. Okay, so that's uh, that's more to see. We'll have uh, Solaris. I mean, there's just so many things. It's going to be an insane day, guys. And, you know, obviously we're already pushing the limit as far as um, how many people uh, can be you know, in the building, in the, in the venue itself. And so, um, it's just going to be mech warrior, battle tech fans, family. We, you know, we've been sitting here talking about mech warrior one, mech warrior two, all the games that, uh, we grew up on the people that created those games are going to be there. It's just such a, uh, it's a big, but small, tight family. The whole, the whole battle tech metal, uh, mech warrior universe. I love it. It's just a gathering of, you know, our kind of people. Um, when I die of a heart attack, Who's going to carry on this tradition? <laughs> That's Who's not... going to take the torch and keep Metcon rolling? Are you saying something, Russ? Are Jeez, you, man. I, you I, I haven't got any news from the doctors yet, but okay. I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't know, I guess it's just kind of a moment. Well, this just, is never... It's just, this... it's, sometimes it's just sort of cool to reflect on, you know, the last, I don't know, what's it been, six, seven years of yeah. it just being immersed in biotech and MechWarrior and... and you know, there's some things that we can all be really proud of, and that, that goes for everyone on the stream, and whether it's NGNG and PGI or everyone here listening who's been a part of this community since the beginning. I mean, you know, we've accomplished a lot. You know, these are things that collectively we all made happen, and that's really cool, I think. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, too. It's like I, I can look back when I got into the online aspect of Battletech and MechWarrior, and now you'll, Darren, there's been a few times uh, people in our unit, it's like, how old are you? And they're like 18. It's like, oh, shit. You know, like I remember being, you know, that old and, and playing, you know, so it's as the generations well, go by and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And and it is multi-generational. It's cool. You know, this community uh, is so wide ranging. Um, and I love the fact, obviously, that there's, you know, people that have grown up with it my age and so forth. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, obviously also we don't want to forget, uh, 
another huge part of uh, Metcon, uh, which is of course the the finals of MWOWC. Uh, we yeah, I up... mean, geez, I gotta say, Paul, this is your area. Please, you know, say something, please. But man, I I had a lot of fun last year at those Aussies. I wish they were back. I mean, those guys were a ton of fun. <laughs> we do but... have two two eight again. It's just not the Aussies. Yeah, team. no, I mean. You know what? And I enjoyed all the teams last year. Yeah, they were great. The, uh, you know, you know, Imperial and uh, um, Eon. Eon. They were they were great. I mean, you know, they gave me signed stuff, and it yeah. was really cool. Good they people. were all really cool. Really grateful for everything, and um, we're taking good care of them again this year. I mean, you guys, yeah, the prize pool is great, and but there's, uh, you know, I know. You know, those teams got their suites and everything at the hotel and, you know, really trying to take care of them like we did last year. And, um, you know, they're awesome. And I I can't wait to see them compete. Yes, indeed. It's going to be. And, of course, we have returning. I'll I'll let you go, Paul. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to say I, I too, am really looking forward to seeing the guys from EMP again, the guys from uh, Eon. It's going to be great. Yeah, and two two eight, and it's and it's not the Aussies. I didn't say two two eight. Oh, you didn't. That was intentional. You hear that, guys? Uh, more coins in the jar, but anyway, um, yeah. And then we of course have the returning shoutcasters, uh, Bandit and MDM zero zero. Um, they're going to be here again, and man, those guys are awesome. It's just going to be, it's it's nonstop, and I don't think. This is never we've never had a time in history like this where there's been so much BattleTech Mech Warrior under one roof. And, you know, if you, you're not going to die, obviously, Russ. But if you ever do, I don't know that this will happen again. I feel like uh, oh, we every, got this. We're, we're, take, like we're every, taking the ball and running with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do it in your honor. But regardless, th- this is a time to take advantage of these types of events because they may not be around forever. We don't, you know, it's 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 a tough business, and and you never know what's happening or whatever. And we and I feel like we need to not take these type of things for granted. Um, and obviously not everybody can afford to go or whatever, but again, that's why we have Twitch. Uh, it'll be on twitch.tv forward slash Piranha Games. Um, but uh, it is just a great time to be a fan of this franchise, to hang out with all these wonderful people. I'm super excited about all the VIPs that are coming this year and being able to see everybody from uh, Piranha and Catalyst and Harebrained and um, everybody in the community. So, whew, yeah. all right, so just a week away. You and you and I will be going, hanging out with the VIPs Friday. Is that... Uh... Right. Yeah, I think Russ may be joining us as well. He's got a, a, a something going on Friday night, but maybe right. we'll join us there afterwards. So, there will be some various gatherings uh, over the weekend. I know that is well uh, for sure. Because you're going to be a good, you know, father and husband and hang out with your family Thursday. Thursday night, yes. Right. Yes. I need you guys that are going to be up at Metcon to hang out with on Thursday. I know that's a huge drain. Yeah, you're going you to have go, to tag me along. You know, no. you can go hang out at Paul's house, dude. Right. No, oh, he's he's banned me from there, dude. I've got like police police watch. I don't know, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So Thursday, I'll be there. So uh, we will coordinate, and we're all staying pretty much the same. I think we're all staying at the same hotel. So you'll be able to find me, and I'll be able to find you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody's probably pretty much right there, or maybe just right across the street at the uh, Westin. So man, it's gonna be. Awesome. Um, I, th- I, know, think the, I can't wait. The location is going to make it better this year as far as, you know, hotel and event uh, location being the same place. I think. Oh, yeah. That part's better for sure. I mean, it'll facilitate everybody hanging awesome out. for its stage concert, yeah. you know, kind of epicness. But 
Right. Um, this is a little more hotel, hotel, you know, like ballroom, but we've done, I think the guys done an amazing job of setting up a really good stage and like really, you know, making it really, you know, feel great. But yeah, I mean, I think the benefits outweigh the negatives as far as Friday night, you know, even everyone is coming in Friday night. I'm sure that the lobby bar is just going to be like hopping there at the <laughs> bar. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I want to meet all you guys. Like Friday, there's some press and media dinners and see, you know, some of the other, you know, influencers that are coming in. But and then I hope to see a whole bunch of you guys at the bar on uh, Friday night, um, Saturday. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I We're going to be exhausted. I mean, all year we've been working towards this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for uh, all the support. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a special uh, special day for sure. So, again, you've got uh, Phil and I will be there. Uh, everybody from PGI, uh, Paul, uh, Russ, and, and everybody at the office. There's so many people there from PGI last year, a lot that uh, you know I met for the first time, even after working kind you know kind of with them for so long. Everybody from Catalyst, everybody from Hairbrain Schemes, um, all the the player base, obviously. Uh, the VIPs, again, I'll go over the list. Uh, George Ledoux will be there. Molten Metal Bar, Duel, Loken Plays, Haven Kendrick, RJ Bass, Star Wolf, BB Wolf, Bear Claw, Father Bill, Banlish, Nutty Rat, Kaniyashi, a crazy hippie, and a few more that I don't have on this list. Um, it's going to be wild, and I uh, hope to see the rest of you on Twitch and hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, unless uh, Russ or Paul, you have anything else to say before we go. Well, I think we got I think we got a little bit of info info out of Russ there, so I think that that works oh, yeah. out a little bit more than uh, was known. Um, but yeah, just want to say thank you, Russ and Paul, for taking the time out of your day and uh, evening. I know there, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys very soon. And of course, all of you guys out there, thank you again for tuning in. Indeed. So, any last minute shout outs? Any last notifications, words? Words. Not last words. We can't use that statement after Russ. <laughs> I know. Said, after I'm Russ, like, I'm, I'm all bummed like, now. Geez, Russ, get better. Get well soon, man. <laughs> Nothing else to say. All can't right. wait, guys. Can't. I'm um, just going to sit here and quench my thirst with some jump jet fuel. <clears throat> Not jump jet fluid. Get the jump jet fuel. It's way better. All right, Phil. All right, guys, just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Hey, don't forget to click that follow button above. That way you guys get email notifications. Join us on our Discord server. It's a that and Twitter are probably our best uh, ways of letting you know when we go live. Our Discord server information is in chat right there. Um, quick shout out to uh, those that uh, subbed. And let me go ahead and give some shout outs re- really quick. Sky Shield Pony, uh, Pro Zone Layer, uh, Crusader, uh, also Loken Plays with nine months. Thank you again, MDM Zero. Thank you, Mike, uh, for subbing. And uh, we've got Nutty Rat as well. Week. Five months. For the re-sub hype. Thank you, guys. Thank you for that support, guys. Thank you to all the follows. There's too many to... You, yeah, yep. that's a lot of people. Um, and, of course, uh, we will see you uh, Monday, if not over the weekend. Uh, I've got a computer to build. That's what that stuff is right there um, to put back together. Cause my <laughs> Phil's rig, got work. My rig died. That's yep. that's coming back from Thanksgiving. His rig, rig had a heart attack. It did. Yeah, it did. Anyways, All just right. want to say thank you again. And, of course, if uh, you'd like to subscribe, uh, you can sub for free. Absolutely. If you have uh, Amazon Prime via Twitch Prime, link is in the chat. Boom. And, uh, yeah, just want to say thank you. Should again. we announce the Mech Pack now or no? No. <laughs> do you, do are we, you want are we now? Do, are we is doing this that? the time? Okay, we'll wait. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll wait, wait, I guess. I think we should wait. <laughs>
I know. I saw a few people asking. All right, guys. And, uh, of course, as always, Nick's uh, Jerky. We are sponsored by Nick's Jerky. And I heard uh, quite a lot of people oh. are ordering. Uh, it's being sent to Australia. Yeah, yeah, people are starting to catch on. This is some damn good jerky. As I always say, Phil and I know our meats, guys. So Nick's Jerky, N-I-K-S, jerky.com. If you enter the code at NGNG at checkout, you get 5% off your order. Uh, it's great artisanal jerky. Try it out. We love it. Um, also, be sure to check out our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net. Check us out on Twitch at NGNG TV, YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV, Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy, Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast, SoundCloud, SoundCloud at No Guts No Galaxy. And for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts, be sure to check out our store at NoGutsNoGalaxyStore.com. And that's it. Phil? All right, gentlemen. Uh, this was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mechware podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it Maybe I can be closer now But I don't know how Please help me remove my metal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever